Excuse me. I am well aware of what a hard time people have finding someone that they like, that likes them back, that the timing lines up, that they're compatible, that the chemistry is there. And I say, if you find that, your friend who has moved on and is not dating that person anymore doesn't get to claim every single person they ever dated saying, sorry, I peed on them. You can't have them now. If it's your happiness... You You should get to have your happiness and your friend should want you to be happy. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you are looking for coaching privately or on this podcast, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast, and you can send us questions there. The listener question for this week is more of a situation I want to talk about. I was wing womaning a client recently and we went to this big event for her to meet someone. I was trying to get her to talk to guys and we were approaching people and I could tell something was holding her back. So we started talking and she told me that she has a very close guy friend who They've been friends for a really long time, like five years, and she never has made a move on him, never been interested in him. They've both been in other relationships. And all of a sudden, it was occurring to her that maybe she had feelings for him because all of a sudden, she was realizing that whenever he did have a girlfriend, she would kind of find herself a little bothered by it. And they spend all their time together. They work together. They work alongside each other. And whenever she comes into the city, she'll stay at his place in a separate bedroom and vice versa. But nothing had ever happened. And he really wasn't her typical type. She usually goes for tall, bearded, handsome, rugged, outdoorsy. He was a little more short, nerdy, smart. Really, she just thought of him as a friend for all these years. And all of a sudden, she was thinking about him in a different way. And she had noticed that it was affecting her when she would go on dates. She would be thinking about how much more fun she would have with him and how much closer she felt to him and how she would just be having a better time if she were with him. So I encouraged her to do something about it. And I said, I know it's scary. I know you could potentially ruin your friendship. But if you're really friends, if you're not interested, you'll take, or if he's not interested, you'll take some time apart. It'll be hard and awkward for a while, especially because you work together, but you'll figure it out again. You'll both date other people. It'll be fine. But if you don't take that risk, one, you're always going to wonder. And two, you're really not giving other people a chance because you're comparing all of them to him because he's on this pedestal in your mind. When we have an unrequited crush, they stay on this pedestal and no one can live up to them until we do something about it. So, In some cases, crushes pass us by. And if he had been in a relationship or clearly not interested in her, I would have said, you know, why don't you just let it kind of simmer and eventually it'll go away. But I encouraged her to talk to him about it. I said, you know, if you're feeling this vibe and she was feeling like she was getting it in return a little from him and you both aren't in relationships right now and you feel like it's getting in the way of you finding another relationship, you need to talk about it. You need to address it and you'll deal with the fallout. She agreed and she was very scared to do it. But fast forward to a few weeks later and I get a text from her that she did it. They were on the same page. He actually approached her about it first, but I think he wouldn't have done that if she hadn't also seemed kind of more responsive and open to him than usual, which she was. And now they are giving it a shot and they're going to try and date. And who knows if it's going to end in, you know, forever. But It was on both of their minds. It was kind of this elephant in the room. They had to be bold, be brave, and go for it. And of course, this is not always going to happen when you have a crush on your friend. It can get awkward. 
Try and read the signals. Give it more time than you initially want to. Like she had sued on these feelings for several months before really kind of opening herself up and admitting that she had them. So don't, you know, your first instinct, just because if it's a high value friendship, you don't want to just go kind of obliterating it. You want to wait and make sure those feelings are real and they stay for a while and then you need to act on them. You need to speak up. And worst case scenario, the person's not interested. It's going to be awkward. At that point, I would say you're going to have to say to them, okay, then I need to take a little space for myself because it's not really healthy for me to be this close of a friend with you if I'm having these feelings and it's preventing me from giving other people a chance. But in her case, it really worked out, at least for right now. So you got to take a risk and notice if your feelings for someone are getting in the way of you being open to other new people. And then, sorry, but you just got to do something about it and be bold and be brave. So... That's a little inspiration for the week. You know, listen to your instincts. Give them a little time to simmer and calm down before you make a decision. But then open yourself up to possibilities that might have been there all along. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I am here with a guest I have met for 15 minutes before, uh, but he's wonderful. His name is Ronnie. He is a 36-year-old man living in Kansas City, Missouri. Is that right? That's correct. Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, ma'am. And Ronnie was very active on our Instagram and always had like a lot of feedback and things to say, and I really appreciated it. And then we had just kind of like a getting to know you call a few weeks ago, gave you a little assignment. You said you had more questions for me. I said, please hold, we're going to do this in front of my audience because I want everyone to learn. And as you just said, when I asked you if you wanted to be anonymous or something, you were like, nope, I want everyone to learn from my experience. And if it can help someone, I want to do that. So that's That's awesome. So thank you for sharing your experience. No problem at all. Um, Let's get a little into you and kind of go over. We talked a few weeks ago, but I just want everyone to know kind of where you're coming from. So you're 36. Yes. You have a daughter, correct? I have a daughter. Yes, I'm 36. I have a daughter. She's six. You were not previously married, but you were with the mother of your daughter for a while. Yes. How long were you with her? Yes, we were with, well, we were together for three years. Three years. And when did you split up? Uh, We split up, Five years ago. Okay. There was someone else you were seeing recently who was somewhat toxic, right? She wasn't uh, the best relationship. Uh, very toxic. So, yeah. So, I didn't know that she was toxic at the, because, you know, of course, like we don't know that someone's toxic when we're in that situation. How I met her was because on Facebook, that's how I met her. I met her through Facebook. Wow. Yeah. So, one day I was scrolling. Because one of my friends, you know, I was scrolling through my friend's page, you know, scrolling not through her page, but she made a comment, and I was like, "Whoa, she is beautiful." So I, so I looked <laughs> at her page, and I was like, "Whoa, let me let me slide in her DM." So I slid in her DM, and uh, what did you say? That's very bold. Uh, I just said something like, "She made a comment about I don't even know what she made a comment about. It was about something." So I made a comment about the comment that she made, and then we struck up a conversation after that. And what's crazy is she dated somebody that I knew, but we wasn't like friends or nothing like that. So my best friend, it's his cousin. So like interesting. Yes. Okay. So so like I've been around him before. And so like, you know, like she dated someone that I knew, but you know, but like you know, it wasn't like we me and him was close friends, because I would never do that. Like me and him wasn't like close friends. I knew him through passing and through 
my friend, which he was, you know, so I, so I met her like that. She was like, oh, do you know such and such, such and such person? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, what? So then I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care because we were never friends like that. Now, if you were friends like that, let me ask you this, just because I think it's interesting. I, you know, I personally mm-hmm. don't think it's that big of a deal to date people your friends have dated. Like, yes, you're friends, but if you're really meant to be with someone, not that I really believe in meant to be, but if someone is really the right match for you right? and your friend and them didn't work out, is it really such a crime uh, to date them? Yeah, yeah. Because you think? To, to me, that's a violation. It's like, if we're best friends, okay, me and you, okay, let's just say that my friend and another, you know, like my friend's like, is my best friend, right? And mm-hmm. he was dating a girl that, that she was around the crew. So she, you know, like dating a girl, she's around, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course he tell, like, he's telling me situations that happen between them because we're friends. So he tells me what's going on. <laughs> and then I want to date his girlfriend. Like I want to date his ex-girlfriend. Like there's a million women Okay, but it's different. Okay, I hear what you're saying. And I understand that a lot of people do have a problem with this. But it's different. It's not like you're just like, oh, I'm going to sleep with his ex-girlfriend. It's like if you actually, let's say you had strong feelings for this person. She had strong feelings for you. And she and your friend were really done, done. Like not going to work out, not trying to date anymore. Right. I mean, long term, do these things really matter? Long term, it doesn't matter who you end up with that makes you happy and you make them happy, especially if your friend has moved on. Like, we can't just say off limits to every person that might ever have been involved in our friends. Like, especially if you're in a smaller community, which I know that you are. You live in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a little bit of a smaller community and not like Los Angeles. But even so, you know, I don't know if you listen to Dan Savage at all, but he has this whole thing about how uh, straight people have a really big problem with dating each other's friends or people that they used to date. And he said, you know, gay people can't afford to have that problem because our community is so small. If right. we said, I'm never going to date someone that my friend dated, we'd never be able to date anyone. Right. So right. I just think long term, like I understand if it's like a short term thing, probably not worth rocking the boat. But if right. it's a long term, like I really have feelings for this person and I would be happy. It would be my happiness to be with them. Right. Don't you think you could forgive a friend for that? No, that's a violation what? of the man. Okay, so to, to me, there's unspoken man code, okay? In other words, if you say, hey, man, like, I smashed her. Cool. Be in a relationship with her. Cool. Da, da, da. Okay, that's, okay, cool. What's I smashed her? Does that mean I had sex with her? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, sorry. You know, like, you know, Just God not code. up on the lingo. Apparently. I'm sorry, like, God code, God code. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, God code, sorry. And, God. Um, and so, like, you know, hey, man, you know, I, you know, she wasn't really nothing. I just did whatever. You could talk to her because then it gives me invitation to talk to her because he was never in a relationship with her. Sure. Okay. Okay. But what no. if a few years pass? Like, is there like a statute of limitations? No, there's is no, there? Sta- no, no, there's no statute. It's like murder. There's no statute of limitations. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I think knowing what I know about you, which is not a lot. Right. But. That you're a good, caring, generous guy with a good heart. And I I think if you dated a girl for a while and then you mutually decided to break up and it had been a year or two and it was over, over, you had moved on, she had moved on. And your friend was like, look, I know it's kind of weird, but like we really like each other. You really would tell your friend, don't you dare, I'll never speak to you again. Okay, I wouldn't say that, but I'm just like, bro, like she like you're going to have her around. You're going to tell me stories about her. 
I'm going to take like, you know, this you is can tell that, him, don't tell me stories no, about her. No, but listen, this is somebody, okay. This is somebody that I was in a relationship with that I loved. Somebody you were in yeah. a relationship with that you love. So then it, there's a, there's a, it's weird. To it's, me, it'll be weird. To me, yeah. there's a boundary that there's a boundary that, that you just don't cross. Like you don't. Okay. Like I said, if you just sleep with her, that's, that's different. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like being in a relationship and loving somebody, there's a million women out here and you want to pick her. <laughs> but don't you believe, don't you believe in like, I mean, I don't really believe in soulmate thing and I don't really believe no. in like one person for you, but I still think like in a smaller community, if the people have moved on, it's not super, super fresh. There was nothing shady going on. A okay. friend should want another friend to be happy. Okay. Hold on. Okay. We supposed to say smaller community. Kansas City is pretty big because like, okay. okay so, okay. Hold I on, mean, hold, hold, smaller hold, hold community, on. like friend community even. True. Like, well, hold on. Let me put some dynamics on here, okay? So, okay. Kansas City, so where I live at is north of the airport. So, where I live is north of Kansas City. So, I live mm-hmm. north of downtown, which is like, we call it north of the river, okay? Mm-hmm. And what it is that he lives and she lived on the, like, he lived on the Kansas side, which is, which is like, we have a Missouri and Kansas border, okay? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little history lesson here. Thank you. So, Kansas is, is south of, of where I live, okay? So, mm-hmm. So in other words, what so in other words, what you're saying is that you can't find a woman north. I'm not saying you east, can't west or south, and then you want to pick the one that that. that Excuse I me. Know? Excuse me. In my profession, I am well aware of what a hard time people f- have finding someone that they like, that likes them back, that the timing lines up, that they're compatible, right. that the chemistry is there, and mm-hmm. I say if you find that. And you're not, you know, committing adultery or really hurting someone. Your friend who has moved on and is not dating that person anymore doesn't get to claim every single person they ever dated saying, sorry, I peed on them. You can't have them. (laughs) If it's your happiness... You, you should get to have your happiness okay. and your friend should want you to be happy. You, you it's not a, that easy. I don't care how big your community is. You know what? When you break it down like that, you have a good point because dating is hard, like. I'm I, glad I won our first argument, Ronnie. Um, yes, you did. Now. You okay. So let's real quick backtrack to. Um, mm-hmm. So you were talking to this girl who dated your oh, friend's, yeah. Yeah, cousin's friend. Yes. Yes. I'm your sorry. friend's cousin. Yes. Some, so, someone you knew and yes. you were not the devil for still dating her is what we've decided. That is correct. That's correct. So I'm not the devil. Okay. So, right. so I, I start committing myself to God. So I'm going to change my lifestyle. So I start committing myself to God, which was the best decision that I've made. Um, right. Cause you used to drink and be like more of a player, party boy, um, bad boy. Right. I was, I was what you would call. Yeah, I was what you would call a player. Yes, yes. And you sure. drank previously, uh, right? It wasn't more so the drinking. It, it was that when when I was drinking, it clouded my vision. I just did whatever, you know. I was like, all right, whatever. Right. Take you totally. home or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, what like, was your inhibitions? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Actually, I was drinking during the times that I met her. Okay, so, so let me get back to that. So, what it was is that so I met her. We started dating and everything like that. At the same time. I had another girl I was talking to because, like I said, I was a player and I was trying to like clean it up with her. See, my thing is that I can't focus on two girls at a time. I can't focus on two women at a time. I have a one track mind. And my if I'm focusing on two, then I forgot what I said to this one. 
I'm not gonna lie. I forgot what I said to that one. To this no, one. I think that's so, fair. Yeah, people so, have a hard time dating more than one person. I mean, it's it's a funny thing because you know there's this whole argument against monogamy, and I right. firmly think that. It's it's up to the person. Right. I almost think of monogamy or or non-monogamy as a sexuality. Like it's right. not something that you choose. It's something that you are or right. are not. And right. I think there's a spectrum of it. Right. But I do think, you know, there's this whole thing of like non-monogamy. And I'm like, look, and those people like to say it's not natural to be monogamous. And I'm like, right. if it's not natural to be monogamous, how can people have such a hard time dating more than one person or giving their attention or right. their emotion? Like even I know... I'm a big talker, but whenever I would meet someone I liked, even if I would be like, oh, I'm still going to go on dates with other people, I couldn't be fully invested right. if I was really into someone else. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why my first question is always, who are you seeing? Are you seeing anybody? Because I know, cause, because I know me and I know people, it's like, it's hard for someone, like, you, you can't give pieces of yourself. Like that- Wait, that's your first question on a date? Are you seeing anyone else? Not, not my first question on a date. It's always like, I say it in a way to like, to to gauge of like what I'm dealing with. Cause look, I was trying to go as fast as possible to get what I want back in the day and just move on to somebody else. You mean sex? Get, yes. Get oh, laid, yeah, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Like if I got you, this is going to sound bad when I say this. Like I no said, judgment here. like I said, this is my, uh-huh. this is my old life. But if I got you back to my house, you some wine, Hey, we we probably gonna be doing something. You know what I'm saying? Nine times <laughs> yes. out of ten. But like I said, it, never, it wasn't never nothing like out of her will or nothing like that. So let me get of that course. clear. So let me clear that up. But yeah, like you know, if we you know if we drinking and everything like that, and hey, we probably gonna be doing something because that that was the way I thought back in the day. Because and and from going through therapy, I correlate that from like it comes from like wanted to be wanted so so mm. the way my mind thought was like if they gave me this they wanted me for that particular moment and that made that was like the best high for me because because and that came from my childhood because I was never wanted as a child so then like I went through women like oh my gosh like you gotta want me you gotta want me like you know what I'm saying like you gotta want me like you gotta love me and like so like I used to like force myself even when I knew that it was bad for me because I wanted to be loved. And that was my issue that, you know, then was I wanted to be loved. Like I wanted to be loved. You giving me yourself to me is, is, is your expression for love for me at that time. That's how my mind was distorted. If that makes sense. Totally. I totally get that. And it's interesting you say that because, um, I feel like I used to think I used to, you know, have, some commitment issues myself. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, oh, I'm just never going to be satisfied with one person. I'm never going to not want to sleep with multiple people. Like, I just thought that's how it was. And I've realized that similarly, that was a lot because it was more about the chase. It was more about the conquest. It was like, if I can get this person, that says something about my worth. And then I wouldn't stick with them. Whereas like now in the relationship I'm in, where I feel very safe and very loved, it's maybe the first time where I don't feel, oh my gosh, I'm always going to need to sleep with other people because I feel like I'm getting enough love from my partner that Mm -hmm. I don't constantly have to prove to myself that I'm still wanted and loved by other people. Of course. Of course. So it it comes from one of those things like that comes from me being passive aggressive. So it's like, Mm. if I say yes, like if I say this, even though I don't want to say that, but if I say yes, you will, you will love my yes more than you will love my no. Your yes to what? Like, to anything, like, to, to like telling them what they want to hear, like, like kind of thing, like yeah, yeah, like just telling them what they want to hear. Like if I say, 
agree to something that like I, I really don't want and like I'm not setting expectations, but I just say yes to anything, whatever they say, how I was feeling at the time. If I do this, they will give me back what I want. You know what I'm saying? So Interesting. Let me ask you this. And also, I want to correct something I said, which is that now I'm getting enough love from my partner. Also, I was probably always, but I. it's also about obviously doing the work on yourself and giving yourself the love and not needing to just constantly get it reinforced from other people. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. If you were going after this, these one night stands or this sex, these hookups, whatever, as a way of like feeling loved, feeling wanted, do you know why... Um, you felt more loved, more wanted if you were kind of having uh, more of these one night stands, but not actually committing to one of them and just getting a constant flow of love and desire? Like what about the separate interactions was fulfilling that need than if you had like stuck with one of them? Or why do you think was the reason that it was one night stands that kind of fed this rather than being in a relationship? Okay. And that's a great question. It's kind of like, I was like, I was insecure. So I was feeding my own ego. So it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, if I get this one texting me and that like that, and I can get this one, I can get that one. And they can like, I always say, you know, tell me how good I look and tell me this and tell me that and like <laughs> feed my ego. And so that's why like, I just didn't need one. I needed more. And that was my only security. Like I was, it was a, it was something that was feeding inside of me that I never had before. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a hunger that was inside me that I never had before. Cause like I said, I was committed to my ex. Cause I said, you know what? I'm tired of going through the same cycle and getting the same results. Cause at the end of the day, like for real, I'm a relationship person, but, but I didn't know how to be in a relationship. All I know how to do was go a hundred miles an hour and just say, here it is. And like, and then once they did something I didn't like, I was on to the next one, but they didn't know it. Cause I still kept them around because Whenever I want to see them again, I'm going to be honest with you right now. If you gave me great sex, I probably kept you around. If you wasn't yeah. really nothing, I probably just moved on from you. So it was one of those things that, like, I had a lot of them on the team back in the day. So it was like, okay, this one was great. I'm going to keep her around. I'm going to keep her around. Oh, man. And so I was never hurt by nothing because because my gun was always stocked. So I always, always had so many of them that I could just reach from. And then... And then I realized, I was like, you know what, man? Like, I was still empty inside. I, I was still that little, it was like this, man. I was still that little boy that just wanted to be loved at the end of the mm-hmm. day. You know what I'm saying? So then, and then when I realized, I heard a lot of women back in the day. I heard a lot of women, you know, so women that really liked me, women that really cared about me. But, but I was hurt myself. So it was like hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't trying to commit to them. But then I realized, I said, you know what? I need to change my life for one I don't need nobody to feel my happiness and to feel my love. And so that's when I had to figure out what was the root cause of this and all this stemmed from my mom. So I wanted to like hurt women, not physically, but, but I wanted to hurt women as far as, as far as like, just, just get as many as I can. Punish them. Yeah. And, and, and now that I have a daughter now and like, I want to break that cycle. So then she doesn't have the same insecurities that I have. She doesn't go through the same things that I went through. So I want to break that cycle. And like, that starts with me, you know what I'm saying? So, if that answers your question right here. So the reason why I couldn't commit to one woman was because mm-hmm. I was insecure. Right. 
So the more you got, it was like feeding an addiction yeah, for this course. love. And it, it had to come from more than one because you had to feel like, and yeah. I, like I said, I can relate. I had a similar need of like constant reinforcement. And yeah. it was like one person telling me I was great or loving me or whatever wasn't enough. I had to know that I could win anybody that I wanted kind right. of because I, because I was insecure and I was trying to fill this need of myself. So when you started dating the woman, your most recent ex who you met yeah. on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of when you decided you were going to commit yourself to one person. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So this is when I say, you know what, I'm going to do this all the way. I'm going to do it the best way I can. And I'm going to, was just- it because of her? Like, was it her that made you want that? Or was it that you had at this point, kind of done this work on yourself and reached this point in your life where you were like, I'm going to break the cycle and commit to a person. And then she was the one that happened to um, show up at that time or probably a combination of the two. I it was a combination of the two. Yeah. Like I wanted, like I wanted to tell myself that I can do this. Cause I've never listen, yo, I've never been faithful to no woman in my life ever. You know what I'm saying? Ever. So then I want to tell myself, you know what? I can't like, even, even, of course, like she broke my heart, of course, but I told myself, you know what? I can do this and I can be faithful. I don't need nobody to feed my ego, you know? And like, and I am good enough, you know what I'm saying? So, and I can stand my ground and I can hold my defined boundaries Mm -hmm. and my protective Mm -hmm. boundaries if I need to. Mm -hmm. And so that grew over time. It wasn't like one day I woke up and said, oh yeah, this is what it is. No. And that grew over time for me learning myself to really doing the work on myself, to really, to really researching like who I am and like what makes me happy. And like, there were so many damaged boundaries in my last relationship. I didn't know what that was, you know what I'm saying? At, At that particular time. And now I look back at it now, it was a, mess you know what i'm saying but at the same time but at the same time that helped me grow into this is what i'm standing firm on no matter what and my yes is going to be yes and my no is going to be no so yeah so and like i'm not gonna be passive aggressive which is hard for me because i do come across as passive aggressive sometimes and Ooh. that's something i'm really working on so that's one of my you know flaws of my character that i'm working on is not being so passive aggressive so holding my yeses with my yeses so and to answer your question as far as as far as what made me change this time was because I wanted to tell myself I can't commit to one woman. I just removed situations from my life and then put myself in situations where I did before in the past. I wouldn't even care. I'm like, whatever. Hey, whatever. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what I want to. I'm going to come over with this, this and that and have all these women in my phone. And I didn't go, you know, so so it was a discipline so, that I did in myself. So is that answer so, your question? But ironically, when you decided to do this with this woman... I right. assume at first it was good, and then right. it sounds like it got pretty toxic. And, you know, like all situations that become toxic, it's mutual. It's both people. It's not of, one of person's course. fault, usually. Of but course. it is interesting that, you know, when you decided to finally commit yourself, mm-hmm. um, then this kind of happened. And I hope, I, I know we're going to hear, but I hope that that didn't make you like, well, fuck this then because like I tried to be a better partner and mm-hmm. then I got screwed over in this way that could easily make someone retreat back to their old ways but it seems like because you did the work on yourself mm-hmm. and it, and this new you was coming from you and not from her mm-hmm. it seems like that helped you not be able to just revert back because it didn't go well this one particular time I'm so glad that you that you said that because I'm gonna be honest with you I did fight with myself with that. I was like, I was like, God, like, what do you like? What? Like, I did everything you wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, I removed stuff my phone. I didn't cheat on her. I like, it was one of those things that like, you know what? 
now you're ready for somebody else. So like, it was like, okay, I'm going to put her in your life to, to see where you are. Are you ready? Mm. And then I'm going to snatch her from you to say, okay, now you're ready for somebody uh, better than, you know, better. Like, like I said, I'm not dissing her or nothing like that, but now you're ready for somebody elevate. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so now you're ready to elevate me now. So, well, and it's like I always say, you know, getting into a relationship, a good relationship, is a matter of chemistry and timing both right. lining up. Right. So it sounds like you guys had chemistry. Right. It sounds like your timing was, I'm ready now. Right. But her timing, maybe that wasn't that she was ready now. She hadn't done the work on herself. She hadn't gotten to the place right. that you were at, whatever. It didn't, that part didn't work between you two Mm -hmm. but that's okay because i also have kind of a working theory that we all have to date someone who's like really good for us but we're not ready really bad for us and they're not ready and then we can kind of find the person that can really be our partner and be there with us so it sounds like you this was in a way a little bit of a test for you that it wasn't just like easy the first time you tried this new thing of being good in a relationship it was hard it challenged you and it didn't make you fall backwards and i think that's super commendable and just shows you like the work that you did on yourself and how far you had come yeah of course like yeah like it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things you know it's one of those things that like our relationship hit a roadblock that she was not, she was no longer able to give me what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Which is fine. Mm-hmm. So at, at the time I was upset, but then when I realized I said, you know what, that's fine. She, she's a great person. I was good for her, but like she wasn't in a great space, you know what I'm saying? Which is fine. And like I, I have, I have no hard feelings towards her. I wish her nothing but the best. And, and like I said, that situation helped me realize the things that I was doing helped me work on the flaws in my character and flaw, and, like, and the things that I need to work on as a person and things I need to grow on and, and do mm-hmm. research on and making sure that I'm, I'm standing firm on my defined boundaries, making sure that like, I don't just say it, I, I also do it. So, so yeah, so like it was a, it was a, actually it was a blessing in disguise of me and her breaking up. So it was, totally. it was tr- tr- truly and a blessing. And it was a blessing in disguise of it not being like, okay, congratulations, Ronnie, like you did the work and now you get the prize. It was like, you did the work and it's still going to take more work and it's going to take the other person doing work. Now, not to get too much into that relationship because I really do want to talk about um, your experience now and like what you're working on now and what your challenges are now. But in that relationship, what would you kind of qualify the toxicness as was it was she cheating on you were there commitment issues Um, trust issues or was it more just you had mentioned boundaries was it more like she was very possessive and didn't have boundaries or what kind of what kind of toxicity are we talking about um overly critical like a parent she was overly critical yes interesting yes Uh um and again i go back to this like i'm committed to somebody and I want them to like compliment on me on something like, Hey, like, damn, like you look good. Like you look good today. And da, da, da. And like I said, that's my, you know, that's my insecurity. You know what I'm saying? Like, of, of course I can't, I can't have you saying those things all the time, but every now and then we'll, we'll be course. great. Every now and then. Be I, great. Listen, I tell women all the time that men do not get enough compliments. And yeah. I'll say in relationships in general, we forget, we assume that the other person knows we think they're attractive, but no one doesn't want to hear compliments and right. no one doesn't need to hear like, oh, you look nice today or like, oh, I see that you put extra effort in or whatever right. it is. Right. And also, it's just one of those things that like having good friends around you 
so you're able to grow. So, so what I mean by that is, like, I was telling her, her friends are not allowing her to grow. Her friends never called her out on the, you know, the BS that she was doing. So, so, so then I've learned that, like, you got to have a great circle around you to be able to, because God, because God sends people for us to heal. Because that's how we heal. We heal by people. Of course, like you can go to therapy. Of course, you want to go to therapy and stuff like that so you, so, so you can work on some things. But God sends people for us to heal. That's why he say, have a good community around you to be able to heal. So I have to say that one. And then I have to say just, just, just treating me worse than you treated your ex. Like, because mm. I did everything for you. I, well, actually, that goes back to me. And that was being me being passive aggressive of saying yes to everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, so, so that was me saying, oh yeah, of course, of course. Cause like, it was one of those things. If I do this, they would do this. And so then I right. know how to be. Instead of saying what you need and what yes, you want, you're exactly. trying to manipulate the situation. Exactly. Exactly. So and, uh, another thing is like, I never seen a, a healthy relationship before. Of course, like my friends are married and stuff like that, but I never personally I've seen some healthy relationships. Let me take that back. I never grew up in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up in, I grew up in dysfunction, you know, dysfunctional relationships. So, so seeing a healthy relationship, like that's something that I like crave for. I prayed like, you know, like I had a vision of, Oh man, like I want to get married. Da, da, da. But then it's like my vision, her vision wasn't lining up together. You know what I'm saying? Because she was in a place that like she needed to heal. So, so like overly critical is, 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 is definitely a red flag. And then don't take criticism yourself. Like don't take correction yourself and don't take, um, you know, so that's a, that was a huge thing right there. So at the time I was, I was very sad about it, but it, you know, it's best for us to go our separate yeah. ways and, 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 and I'm a lot better for that. Well, and I want to commend you because it doesn't sound like it was one of those cut and dry situations that actually can make a breakup easier where it's like you cheated on me or like you did this or whatever it is. It sounds like it was a little bit more complicated than that. And it really took you taking a good look at the relationship and at yourself and going, am I happy with this person? Is this partnership making me better? Is she growing? Are we growing together? Are we treating each other with respect? And those are all very subtle things about a relationship that can actually go under the radar for a long time, especially when it's people who are really committed to the idea of being in a relationship, which you kind of were because you right. had decided like, okay, I'm done being this player. Right. I'm ready. And so for you to then be able to say, look, even though there's nothing glaringly wrong on the outside, we're not like screaming, fighting, right. cheating, whatever. Right. It's still not enough. It's not making me happy. And even though I want to be in a relationship, this is not the relationship I want to be in. Like that takes a lot of strength and especially takes strength to stick to that and not just fall back into, you know, letting the person convince you to get back together or convincing yourself, oh, it's not that bad. I'll stick it out a little longer. Like people get stuck in relationships for years with all kinds of that stuff going on just because they're so into the idea of one, being able to be in a relationship and two, hopefully changing the other person if they just stick with it long enough. Mm -hmm. So you did a really great job of not doing that. That takes a lot of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Then I've learned that like, I can't change people. So I I try to, you know, I try to shake her like, man, wake up, man. Don't you see a great guy right here? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And and like, and and then I realized, like I said, and then I realized like, it was like one of those things, like she was saying like, it's, 
it's not you, it's me, you know, you don't want that line. It's not you, mm-hmm. it's me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and during that time, like, we were, like, she was just, you know, hurting me and just, just like, just did, like, just crazy stuff, man. And, and like, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm better for us ending the relationship and her going her way totally. and, and me going her, and, my way and, and I'm a lot happier for it. And you didn't, you didn't end the relationship by cheating on her, which is also, Man. you know, for people like us who love Man. a good confidence boost, I Man. used to always get out of relationships by cheating. And so right. to not do that is great. Right. And so uh, what it is is that like, she gave me no affection, which I needed that. I need mm-hmm. affection. She gave me no totally. nothing. Like she gave me no, no affirmation, no affection. So everything that you would think that like, man, why are you in this relationship? And like, mm-hmm. and, and then it's like, I mean, her, her reply was, well, I don't know how I do that. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know how to say a compliment. You don't know how to like hold my hand. You don't know how to like, you don't know how to do none of that stuff. So, so yeah, so that was, that right there was hard for me. So, but yeah. like I said, it all, it all grown my character. So, hey, it made me a better person. Totally. And so we've learned these lessons. Yes. And now we can get to the fun part, which is where are we at now? So you and I talked like a yes. few weeks ago. We talked briefly and I was like, tell me your deal. And yes. I was like, okay. And a little bit, I'll just sum up what your deal was, was that you um, you don't drink, so you don't like go to bars and stuff a lot. Your main community right. was largely your church community. Right. Um. And you were like, I don't really know how to meet people. And you're not wanting to do the app thing anymore. So we kind of talked about how can you meet people? How can you approach someone without being creepy or whatever? And what did I, I encouraged you to go to one event, I think, between the time that we last talked and now. One event, yes. One event. And what else did I tell you to do? And talk to somebody at my gym. And talk to someone at your gym. That yes. was good. Oh, yeah, because you take like a workout class with yep. a lot of women yep. and you were afraid to talk to anyone. So I said, just talk, just start a conversation and just yeah. start making friends. It's about making friends because also you don't know what single people those friends will know. So even if they're not interested in you, if they find out, oh, Ronnie's single, they might be like, oh, I want to set you up with my friend. Yeah. So how's that going? What happened? Update oh, me. my God. Uh, so the assignment, the first assignment was the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like no. I, I got tongue tied, man. Like I, I didn't know what to say. Like I say, I'm awkward, man. So I didn't know what like <laughs> I had a face to face conversation, and I didn't know what to say. So, and that that goes back to me, you know. what I'm saying that I, you know, I guess it goes back to, you know, like when, when a pretty woman is right there in front of my face, like I'm like, uh, la, la, I don't even know what to say, you know. So, so that one. Went, what are you talking about? I'm in front of your face right now, and you have plenty <laughs> to say. Hey. <laughs> Uh, true, true, um, true. How do you? So but, did you try it? What yeah, happened? yeah, I tried it, and like I just, it was like, yeah, I got tongue tied. So I was like, I'm, I don't know. So, so that's one of those things that, like, to be honest with you, yeah. that's one of the things that it just takes repetition for me to step in. Of what, course, it's like out of my skin. It's like it's an out of body experience for me. So it's a, it's mm-hmm. a like I have to do it intentionally to be able to make. Just like you said before, you said. Dating people, it's a numbers game. The more people that I talk to, the better I can be at that. You know what I'm saying? Like Wait, the more so people- did you actually have a conversation? Yeah, yeah. I well, you did great then. What are you talking about? You did I, amazing. That was the assignment. I know, but I'm saying like, I'm, and this comes back to me being hard on myself. So like, I wanted to like have a conversation like, oh yeah, a conversation and then have a, 
have a more of a conversation, like, mm-hmm. another, you know, like the next workout and stuff like that. Just like I said, I'm awkward. I'm kind of awkward when it comes to that. So did you see her? Did you see this girl again? And then you weren't able to talk to her? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like okay. I see her all the time at the gym. So and you don't now that you've had a conversation, you don't feel like you can say, hey, how are you? Uh, Yeah. And I, I think you can. Yeah. I think I, the sense I'm getting with you a little bit, and it's both from this, but also just kind of the way that we interact is that you get excited and you get like four or five steps ahead of yourself because you're like, you want to grow and like be better at things so much, which is super admirable that you kind of want to like push yourself to seven steps ahead without one, giving yourself credit for doing the first step, which you have to do. Cause like, why would we do anything if we didn't give ourselves credit for it? And you just, you want to, you just, you just want to get to the good part. You want to get to the results. You want to get to the like, okay, is it working? Cause I did it. Cause I, cause like, it's similar to how like you figured out that the player lifestyle and whatever wasn't fulfilling you. So you were like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a relationship right. right. And it didn't the first time didn't totally work. You did a great job right. of being like, just cause it didn't work. Doesn't mean I go back to my old ways. So this is kind of a similar my only thing that I said to you was start a conversation. I didn't True. say ask out on a date. I didn't say have seven conversations. I True. said start a conversation just to know that you can, just to break right. the seal. And you did it. Yes, I did. So yes, you need to take a moment and be like, really great job, Ronnie. You're amazing. And you did it. And I can do it again. I can do it one more time, just one more. And I can talk a little longer or I can talk to one other person or now that I've talked to that girl, I can say hi to her again because now we're kind of friends. Like she, she knows that I'm a nice guy. So I can just say, hey, how are you? Good. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Does not have to turn into, do you want to go on a date? We'll get there, but right. we're not, we don't have to be there right away. You're just, because we talked about you're kind of an introvert and you're shy. So this is already a big deal for you. Yes, a huge deal for me. And let's go back to what you just said. Um, yes. Like, I'm kind of hard on myself, so I so you're right. I had to trust the process. So sometimes I I do think seven steps ahead because I'm like, oh man, like maybe if I would have done because I'm I'm kind of hard on myself and I yeah. I've 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 trying to learn to give myself grace. And so you are right about that. And so um, <clears throat> just me talking to somebody was out like that is a huge step because normally I'm huge. like because because normally what, what I've done normally tell you what I've done normally normally I've been like. I'm not talking to no girl. I'm not talking to nobody here. And like, but like me just doing that, me stepping out of my comfort zone, like I said, it was out of having a conversation about the workout, having a conversation about like, you know, how often do you come here? Do you live around here? Just having a, just a, just a casual conversation. That was pretty, you know, huge for me. And like me just staying in the moment, staying in that moment at, at that particular time. But in my mind, I'm hard on myself because I'm thinking like, man, I could have, maybe I could have said this better. I could have took my words better. Maybe if I didn't rush, I could have thought of that word or that word, but it was just like, but, but at the same time, I have to, I have to remind myself, give myself grace. And and that's something that I have on my mirror. It's like today I need to give myself grace. I'm doing a lot better than I think I am. So, so yeah, I'm kind of glad you said that because I don't say that to a lot of people, but yes, I'm glad you recognize that because I'm very hard and on myself. And listen, it's hard, it's hard for the boldest person in the world to approach a stranger. Like for some reason, it's something 
we have a really hard time doing as right. human beings, especially as adults and especially as people who now have gotten very used to kind of living behind a screen or yes. working from home or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's a it's a really big deal. And you should feel really, really good if you were able to just do it one time. And yeah, it's going to be totally natural to be like, oh, I could have done it better. I could have mm-hmm. said something smarter. I could have been funnier. I should have asked this, that. Okay, take that information. You know it for next time. Next time, you may be a little better. You may not. But like you're, like you're learning everything that we do that's like new right. takes a while to get better at. And we just have to be forgiving of ourselves and be proud of ourselves for just doing it. Right. Yes, I, yes, I definitely agree. And it's not a means to an end too. Like just because it didn't end in you getting a date, we're working on how can you meet people in real life? How can you approach people? And it's like a multi-step process. It's not just point A to point Z. It's going to be, you know, warming up. And the more you get used to it, the more you'll be able to do it when you're not forcing yourself to. Like the more, you know, it'll become mm-hmm. more natural, natural and it'll just, you'll be able to do it more easily. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And then I signed up for a group. Uh, now that right there, uh, I need to find another one because I'm not really, I wasn't really. What did I you sign up for? Like that uh, meet, uh, the. Meetup? Yeah, meetup. Uh-huh. So. What so kind was, of a meetup? So it's like frugal. So they're frugal and stuff like that. That's the name of the group. But gotcha. are cheap. <laughs> you signed up for a group for people who are cheap. Interesting. Yes. yes. What so was the activity? They they met at um there was some type of arcade there's an arcade place, uh main event. Okay. So met at main event. And yeah, I'm not used to stuff like that. So I kinda like stand in the corner by my I didn't stand Aww. in the corner. I, I didn't stand in the corner, but it was like what like I said, I need to get myself out there. But mm-hmm. me just going there, that, that was a huge step for me. You that know was huge. Like, exactly. So, so, exactly. So, so I was about to criticize myself, but me just going there, you know what I'm saying? Just me doing that was pretty huge for me. So, And I'll also say, like, you may say, you know, next time I want to try a different group or that wasn't the group for me, which is fine. But also with any group, if you show up more than once, people will start saying hi to you and talking to you. Like once they realize you're not there for one time, once they're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. Because keep in mind, other people there, it's their first time or their second time. They're there for the same reason you are. They want to make friends. So it takes people a few times to get comfortable. It may have to be you starting the conversations, but my guess is if you do find a group even if you don't love it the first time, but you go a few times, naturally people are just going to start talking to you and being like, hey, I've seen you here before. Like, right. what's your story? What's your name? Whatever. These right. things take time. You know, it is it is awkward for adults sometimes to break the ice. But if they see you a few times and know you're going to come back, like that makes people feel a little more comfortable to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I wish I had my daughter's, because uh, my daughter, she can meet, like she's at totally. the pool, like, you know, like at the pool, yeah. she can meet somebody. She's like, daddy, like, this is my new friend. Can I take her home? I'm like, no, we can't take her home. But she can meet any, any little girl anywhere that she's going. And I wish I had her, her, yeah. you know, um, um, enthusiasm, but, but yeah, like I just need to just do it more. Like, you're right. I just need to be more consistent at it and just do it more and just say, you know what? It's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a little bit, but and down the road, for doing this, for doing the small things down the road, it's, it's going to be, you know, if this is a group for me, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good down the road. So, yeah. so that's why I need to start, you know, I need to just be consistent in. 
The other thing I'll say about that is if you do take a lesson from your daughter, but also because I know that you are a good, like generous, kind person who like cares about other people, right? that if you can kind of flip your thinking from I'm scared of these people to these people, it's kind of like that, you know, thing about that dog is like more scared of you than you are of it. It's like- right remembering that most of these people, even if a few of them know other people there, they're just as shy and scared as you. So if you can, instead of getting caught up in your head about how you feel, think I'm going to help someone else out. That person looks shy and scared. I'm going to go talk to them and help them out. Like I think a lot of times it can really help to direct the attention off of ourselves and assume the other person is more scared and more shy than we are. And just be like, this isn't about me. This isn't about me being scared. This is about me helping that person who needs help they look like they need a friend so i'm gonna go talk to them gotcha yeah and again it's it's also you may you may or may not see like a woman you want to talk to but it's not a means to an end you may talk to a a dude Uh who's you know your age make friends with him guess what he has a group of friends who Uh then you become introduced to etc etc that's how Uh you meet someone so it's not always directly like i'm going to these groups to meet a woman that I want to date. It's like, I'm going to expand my circle. I don't know who I'm going to meet, but I'm going to get better talking to people. I'm going to work on that skill. And it could connect me to people for all various roles in my life. The way you said that, that's a great um, a great point right there. And, and then also, I can learn something from them. Just like your, I remember what your last guest said, you know, mm-hmm. you know, learn something from the people you're around, which, which I try to do all the time to learn, you know, pick people brains and brain and learn stuff from them. And, 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 you know, like I, I like being around people that have qualities that I don't have. Totally. I don't envy that. I just say, yes, you right there, you have qualities that I don't have. Yes. I want to be around you. Show me how to yes. do that. So totally. So like I am going to stay consistent. So if, like I said, if not this group, I want to stay consistent with, I don't want to be bouncing around from group to group. I want to be right. in one group, stay in there and just do and be uncomfortable for a little bit and just, mm-hmm. and just, and just slowly doing it and like slowly build up. But I'm that. so, so proud of you that you did, you know, it would have been easy to be like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Or I'm scared or that seems intimidating. And you did both things that are not easy to do. You did a great job. You fulfilled your homework. And now you broke the ice. You can do it again. And it right. will, I promise you, it will get a little bit easier every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And and, and like I said, I need to get out of my own head, be in the conversation and say, you know what? Hey, I need to be in this moment and not be somewhere else to be in this moment and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I'm going to do it again. Like I said, I just need to start being consistent and doing that again. Yeah, so. I would say pick a group and say to yourself... Similar to what I would say about going on a first date, that unless they do something horrible, right. you're going to go to that group three times at right. least, bare right. minimum. You're going to go back three times, regardless of whether you think like, ultimately, this is my favorite thing to do, or these are my people. Because you're someone who likes meeting people who are different than you and have different skills and different points of view. Right. Go three times just because second or third time someone's going to be like, hey, I've seen you here before. What's your name? Yes. And if they don't, you can be the one to talk to someone else who looks scared and shy in a corner. Yes, that that uh, that sounds like me right there. But but like I, I do have some questions for you, though. Yes, please. OK, so my first question is dating other people. I want to like unpack that because that's very interesting to me. And like I said, that's one of those things that like I would like to do, but. You mean dating more than one person? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh Uh-huh. 
not sleeping, not sleeping with nobody. Not sleeping with, yeah. No, no, no. I'm somebody just dating one more person because here's the thing: I want to meet somebody or date somebody that like I say, man, she has everything I'm looking for, but maybe I'm not there right now. But that's mm-hmm. great. That that's great because now I know where I need to elevate myself. If that makes sense. So you want to meet someone who challenges you? Of course, of, of course. Because in my past, let me tell you something. In my past, I just want to meet somebody just just uh, whatever okay like we have a little conversation and whatever and then like i'm going back home to sleep with you now i want to do it the right way so like sure. i want to date somebody like the right way i want to be uncomfortable has uncomfortable conversations and guess what if we don't have the same views that's sometimes opposites do attract if they got the same foundational things yeah that's not a so deal let's, let's slow it down Let's break it down. So basically you're saying, how do you, this is a two-part question. How do you date more than one person? Yes. Is one question. Yes. The other question is, how do you find someone who is at your level, but even beyond, who challenges you, who isn't just you settling for whoever will have you? And I actually think those questions do, the answer goes together. Which is, you do seem a little bit like, especially now that you um, are a reformed player, I'll say, that you're like, I don't want to, you know, hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to hurt anyone. I want to be a good guy. I want to do things the right way. So I could see you kind of falling prey to, you go on a couple dates with a girl, you think she's nice, she likes you, you don't want to let her down. So oops, all of a sudden she's your girlfriend and you're not even sure that's what you want or that she was the person you were looking for. And you don't want to rush into things. So I think the thing to do is promise yourself And I say this all the time, but I'm just, I just repeat myself because I have like five things that I say and they're all really true. Um, but you should, you should say to yourself, I am not going to let anyone be my girlfriend okay. until I've been dating them consistently for three months. Because mm-hmm. that's how long it takes for those initial chemicals to wear off for you to see the person in different situations, of course. to know who they really are. And during that three month time, mm-hmm. you are not exclusively seeing that person you if you decide to sleep with her i would recommend exclusively sleeping with one person just so like major feelings don't get hurt and it doesn't start to feel like your past where you were kind of like empty sleeping with everybody right but i would you know and be honest with her of course i think is is the thing too especially now that you're working on being straightforward and not being passive aggressive you know, you don't have to say it on the first date, but I'd say three, four dates in when you've decided, yes, I like this person, but I'm not there yet. Right. You can say to her, I just want to be up front and let you know, I really like you. I think you're great. I'm working on myself. And right. because of that, I don't want to get into a formal relationship for a few months. I'm going to ask that we take it slowly. And I would encourage you to do the same and see other people because that way, when we decide we want to be together, we really know we're making the right choice. And right. I think the kind of woman that you want to be with and the right yeah. person for you yeah. is going to be mature enough to appreciate that honesty and to understand the journey that you're on. And they're going to appreciate you being upfront and they're going to appreciate you saying you should take the time too. You should see other people too. Now, all of this is a little bit easier said than done because as we know, when you meet someone you really like and you get excited about them, even though you're like, okay, got to still see other people. I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. Of course, as human beings, we put all our eggs in one basket. So then I would say, 
that's just where you want to avoid the, we are officially in a relationship. I'm your boyfriend. You are my girlfriend. We are committed to each other. Right. That might be still where you are mentally, but there is something about that putting a label on it, that terminology that just makes us more stuck right. than we would have been and like a little more willing to overlook kind of clear signs that this mm -hmm. may or may not be the right person for us. Mm -hmm. So I think for you, it's really going to be about not getting ahead of yourself. Right. And it's really going to be about not just wanting to attach to the first person who wants to attach to you. Right. And saying, I've committed to myself. I'm working on myself. I am not in a rush. Right. As you pointed out early on in the podcast, there are so many people out there that if yes. someone can't be patient with you and understand what you're working on, they probably aren't the right person for you. And you don't need to like put aside your values to make them happy. Right. So it's just going to be about kind of holding yourself to that. And it's less like make sure you're dating five women at a time, mm -hmm. but it's more like pay attention, slow down, right. pay attention to what the person is telling you, how they're acting with you. You already know that people aren't going to change. So if pretty early on they're showing signs of qualities you're not a big fan of or that they don't have qualities you're looking for, be honest with yourself about it. As good mm -hmm. as it feels to rush into a relationship and get together with someone, especially when you've been single for a while, mm -hmm. say, I'm really looking for the right thing this time. So that's going to take longer. It's going to take longer. It's going to be a lot more trial and error. Right. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast is that we are healed by people. That's why I have a, I have a better foundation of good people around me that will hold me right. accountable. And right. like, not just my friends, but they're like, people that I that I call whenever I need to talk to whatever mm -hmm. like they are part of my healing process also so my yeah. so my so my community is a lot stronger than it was before and so now I can call them anytime I want to so whenever I get ahead of myself they say whoa do you think you're moving a little too yeah. fast maybe yeah. you should slow it down a little bit yeah. maybe you should you know ask more questions maybe you should do this I said okay you know what you're right so, so, so that's why, and that's something that I had to look inside myself also was making sure that I have good people around me this time. Mm -hmm. And I would say for you too, cause it sounds like you have a lot of wisdom and very high standards when it comes to who you surround yourself with as friends. And I know that we all have a tendency to uh, let those standards loosen a little bit when it's someone we're romantically interested in, uh, because obviously like our hormones, our attraction will kind of gloss over uh, of course. that they wouldn't necessarily be someone we would have as a friend, but right. for some reason we want to date them. So I would right. say for you, like, it seems like your gauge for friends is very strong. So I would take that and use that okay. and say, if I wasn't sexually attracted in this woman, would I have her as one of the people healing me in my life? Would I have her as a close friend that I trust to hold me to my own standards? Like if I can't see her in that way, then I shouldn't date her long-term. I can have fun with her, but she should not be my girlfriend because you hold yourself to such a high standard with your friends that you don't want to compromise it in your relationships. I, I agree. And then my other question too, it kind of ties into this question. I have a daughter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's very important to me. And of course, no one sees my daughter right away, but, she, but my ex was the first person that was ever around my daughter. And I was around her kids also, but she was around my daughter and like, and like, she kind of like, scolded my daughter because of course she's a five-year-old and what the five-year-olds mm -hmm. do when they don't get their way they're gonna cry and stuff like that and so 
it's kind of difficult dating, you know, dating with, with a kid because, mm-hmm. you know, is my daughter going to like you? Like, are you going to like my daughter? You know, like, yeah. well, well, not you, are you going to like my daughter? Because if you don't like my daughter, then, then I've, yeah. like I said, I've shamed myself before. I'm not going to repeat that this time. So my question is, is that how, how do I go about dating when I have a kid and how, like, how do I play that balancing act? Because my daughter, she's the number one important, like, like, you know, like how do we, we, we grow our relationship with my daughter involved also, you know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. I have her every weekend. So on the weekend, she's going to be there too, because right. that's my daughter. So if you want to see me, you're going to have to be around my daughter also. So like, how do I play that balance act with that? Like, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Totally. I think, you know, I, I don't have kids, so it's, it's a little harder for me to fully understand this dynamic, but I actually don't think you were in the wrong for waiting six or seven months. I think that's right because I don't think what you want is for your daughter to get attached to mm-hmm. a lot of different people. And because you are going to be taking longer to get into a relationship, you are going to be exploring what it's like to be seeing multiple women mm-hmm. or you know, not committing to being in a relationship for a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it could get confusing for a kid to meet all these of different course. people. Of course. And I understand that's a challenge because obviously like people are going to want to go on dates on weekends Mm -hmm. and you have your daughter with you. But I Mm -hmm. think for her sake, it's actually a good thing to keep her separate and keep her kind of obviously your number one priority, but just keep her separate until you really know how you feel about someone. Mm -hmm. And I think if you uh, hold yourself to this no one is going to be my girlfriend until I feel confident in the fact that I would have them as a friend Mm -hmm. and that they meet all of the things that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I think by the time you've decided that you'll know that it's someone who's also going to be good with your daughter. Like I think if you're, if you're holding the person to the right standards, because you do, you are a good judge of character. It's just obviously our emotions and our hormones get in the way when we're romantically interested. But if you decide to change your perspective on that and really focus on the same qualities you're looking for in a friend and a life partner, by the time the question of the daughter comes up, that question will already be answered. Like you won't really, obviously you never know how someone's going to act around a kid. So you can't guarantee, but you'll have a pretty good idea of like, what kind of person is this person? I think Mm -hmm. a good test for it too is if they have a problem with not meeting your daughter for a bit, or if they have a problem with not being able to see you on the weekends, that's already a good indicator that they're not, really patient, empathetic, understanding, you know, mature. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to find out a lot once you start holding yourself to these standards of like, the person has to be understanding my relationship with my daughter. The person has to be understanding that I'm not going to want to introduce my daughter for a while until I know this is serious. Person Mm -hmm. has to be understanding that the weekends are just not an option for me unless they want to come over after my daughter goes to bed. Like, which is also for a little bit later in the relationship, obviously. But like, there are ways, these are ways of vetting someone early on that will already answer a lot of questions about that person's character. Like anyone who would have a problem with that Mm -hmm. probably doesn't have the best character. You know what I mean? Like if someone can't be understanding of that and of you wanting to protect your daughter and prioritize her until you're serious with someone, if someone can't understand that, they're already showing you the type of person they are. I, I definitely agree with everything you're saying. And here's another thing too that I've um that I've hold myself to is that um 
no one comes back to my place because because what happens is that my mind will only go to that. Okay, well, of hey, course. Like, you know, You're let's, human. Let's, let's, let's hang yeah. out. So, so one of the things that I've that I've told myself is that no, no one can come back to my place until I'm comfortable with that. And that part of me holding myself as a protective boundary so I can protect right. myself. So, well, and so, I think again, like if you're looking at them in terms of would I value them as a friend? I think it's unrealistic to be like, no sexual desire. Like I can't right. be thinking of that. It's like you're a human being. It's fine. But it's it's the thing I often say about like holding off on the sexual stuff until you know right. how you feel about them as a person and it's not going to be clouded by right. your sexual attraction to them. Right, right. And that was my point. It's like, it's like my vision was always clouded when that was right. involved. It's, it's kind of like me holding myself accountable and say, okay, hey, if I go back to your place, you come back to my place, then no, I don't want that to right. happen. Or, no, I think that's smart. You know, we will only meet out. Uh, that was one thing that I'm definitely going to do to hold myself accountable. So, yeah. yeah, like the other thing too is like, I just, like I said, I'm not very good at this dating thing. And so- I think and, you're great. And, well, well, <laughs> I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying and, and it's kind of a whole like changing my mindset, changing the way mm-hmm. that I want to like holding my standards and like holding my standards higher than I had them before. And like, Mm -hmm. and, and then also when I am in a relationship, showing my daughter a healthy relationship, that, that means more to me than anything because like she see me interacting with, you know, like with my friends, she said, but she ever seen me in a healthy relationship that, that, that the other person will welcome her with open arms and things like Mm. that. So during this breakup also has really helped me, which I really forgot to tell you, it's helped me to reconnect with my daughter, meaning like, you know, me, me and her time together. We have more reading time. She's able to do things that, that, that we like to do. It's helped grow our relationship a, a lot, you know, closer than it was before. And so, and then it helped me with disciplining her, helped me with like communicating with her and, and to let her know, you know what, your daddy, I'm going to fail at this thing called fatherhood a lot. But guess what? I will show up every day to let you know that I still love you and, and I'm still trying to do the best that I can do. That was another thing that was a blessing in disguise was yeah. our breakup was was me reconnecting with my daughter. It's amazing. So to pull it back in full circle, I do need like assignments are like challenges to me. You know, sure. uh, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, hey, I, I, I need to do this. I need to get this done. And also it's like, I got to make it fun and I got to think of a different way. I got to say, you know what? This this assignment is not really an assignment. It's more of a, hey, let's go have fun. Be yourself because, you know, be you. And then if they like you, great. If they don't, great. Because at the end of the day, you're still yourself. And, like, you didn't compromise yourself for that. So exactly. that's why. So, so, so that's the way that I'm, that I'm going to start looking at it, you know, like, uh, going forward. It's like, you know what? Hey, just go have fun. Yeah. I think you deserve fun. First of all, I think you are very hard on yourself and you like to learn your lessons and learn them hard. And so you're like, I learned it and I'm not going to mess it up again. And I'm going to do it right this time, which is great. But as you said, you might fail at fatherhood a bunch of times, but you'll keep showing up. Same thing goes for dating. You might make the same mistakes a few more times. You might get into a not great relationship a few more times. Mm -hmm. You might sleep with a few more people a few more times. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have, or maybe you get carried away with that. And that's okay. That's why I do say, in terms of your daughter, keep her separate for as long yes. as you can. Keep her separate until you really know that this is the right person to introduce her to. Right. All that other exploratory, casual dating, multiple people dating, sleeping with people, 
because you're human, all of that can happen, but it just should be kept separate until you're really ready and confident with someone that you can introduce them to your daughter. And by then you will know if there's someone who will treat her and you the right way. Um, So here's your assignments. Okay. Hold on real quick. Let me write this down. Okay. You're going to pick another meetup to go to, like a group that meets regularly, and you're going to go three times. Okay. And you don't have to talk to anyone. I bet by the second or third time, someone will talk to you. But if no one does talk to you, I'm going to challenge you to help out another person there. Okay. Find someone shy there that you're like, oh, that looks probably like what I look like. Okay. And go help them. Talk to them. Help pull them out of their shell. Don't worry about what you look like. Go help them. Okay. So if by the third time no one has talked to you, that's your assignment. Go talk to someone. Help them out. Okay. Then I want you to pick an event. Maybe it's monthly or whatever, but an event that's not like a meetup group, but that's like a networking event or a dance party or something like that. Okay. An event. And bring a friend. Okay. And because you have a strong friend group. So bring a friend and say to your friend, I'm going to ask for your help. I want us to talk to two strangers tonight. Okay. Doesn't have to be women. Doesn't have to be someone we find attractive. We're just going to talk. And I want you to see what it's like to have a friend there supporting you. And maybe ask them for some feedback. How how was I? Was I awkward? Because I bet they'll say, no, you were great. Okay. You're going to keep going to your gym dance class. exercise class Mm -hmm. and talk to the person that you started a conversation with before next time you see her okay say hi just say hi all right and you know then once you accomplish that say hi to her from then on once you have met someone you have permission to at least smile make eye contact and say hi it's nothing more than that but it's just to know that you can and to kind of break down that invisible wall of i'm not allowed to talk to people okay Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I want you to not make anyone your girlfriend for three months. All right. That should be easy. That's easy. Uh, That's easy. And I want you to have open, honest conversations on the third or fourth date. Because I'd say you wouldn't be going on a third or fourth date if you weren't actually interested in the person. Where you say, I really like you. I'm holding myself to something right now, which is not getting into a super serious committed relationship until I really know the person really well. If that means that we're both seeing other people, that's fine. I promise I'll continue to be honest with you about it. And just be honest and also know that you're going to mess up. Like you may end up getting into another relationship. You may end up sleeping with people. That's okay. Forgive yourself. Don't waste time beating yourself up. Everything is a learning experience. Okay. Set the expectation. Set the expectation on the third or fourth date. Once you're like, you know what? I see this kind of going somewhere, but I want her to know why I'm going to take it a little slower. Okay. And then we didn't really talk on the diversifying your portfolio thing. But the main idea behind that is to prevent you from putting all of your eggs in one basket right away, especially someone who kind of loves love and loves connection like you do. It's saying, I'm going to meet one woman who really challenges me, one woman who's really, really sweet and I don't feel as challenged by, one woman who really makes me laugh. And you know, you might find all of this in one woman or you might find a few of these things in one woman. But the idea is just opening your mind to all the different kinds of people out there and not just going for the first one that you feel like you have a connection with, but encouraging yourself to try different kinds of things. Because it's also when we have a tendency or a type 
will very quickly just gravitate towards that. And this is to kind of get you away from your usual type. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out with someone who is shorter than I usually like or mm-hmm. is into things that I'm not into at all. Like I'm just going to challenge my own type. Okay. And if at some point you decide you want to try the apps, send me your profiles and I'm happy to take a look. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave you with those assignments and ask you to check back in with me and tell me how they're going. They're pretty simple. The main lesson is take it easy, be easy on yourself, one step at a time, and I am not at all worried about you. You're going to be great. I'm going to, if it's all right with you, promote you on our Instagram, our of Single course. Crush Saturday. Of course. Your Instagram is Kane's. What is it? Kane 615 or something? Kane 615. Yes, ma'am. Kane 615. Okay, great. And the reason I didn't really go over how do you get from saying hello to getting to dates is I know you're not going to have a problem with that because you you don't have a problem meeting women. I think you've just, because you've been working on yourself so much, you've kind of freaked yourself out of like really not wanting to do things the same way. But I think once you get a little more comfortable, just breaking the ice, going to these events, repeating at these events, saying hi to people, it's not going to take you very long to transition. Also, like you're the type of person that will get a girlfriend from Facebook. So like, you don't actually have a problem in my mind. But the main thing is getting you to meet different kinds of people, yes. be open to different kinds of people. And once you do start going on those dates, uh, taking it slow and being honest about where you're at. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited Thank for you. you. Thank you very much for taking your time to uh, talk to me. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Have a good weekend, Ronnie. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. I think this one had a lot of good tips for people who are looking to meet people in real life and not wanting to so much do the app thing. I would say definitely go to events and treat them as dates. Go back two, three times. If you don't meet someone the first time, go back again and do what I told Ronnie to do, which is stop thinking about yourself and how shy and nervous you are and instead Talk to someone else. Save someone else from their shyness and nervousness. You probably won't have to if it's your second or third time back because someone else will probably say, hey, I've seen you here before and they're shy too and whatever, and then you'll connect. It's really not that hard. It's just a matter of breaking the ice that one time. And then you just start to meet people. And it's about, you know, getting personal with someone right away and getting away from the, oh, what do you do? Where are you from? But really treating someone as if they're your friend right off the bat, kind of starting in the middle of a conversation. So, Go on Eventbrite, go on Meetup, what else? Facebook events. There's lots of nowadays different platforms for finding social events because lots of people are wanting to get away from their phones, away from their work at home jobs, get out there, get social and meet people. And you may be shy the first time. You may go for 20 minutes, half an hour, freak out, go home. I'm not going to say it doesn't help to have a glass of wine at home first. I do have to do this a lot for my own uh, job as a recruiter for a matchmaking company. I have to go out and meet people. So I go to networking events. And it can be scary, but once I find one other person who looks shy and scared, break the ice, do them a favor of talking to them, and it's pretty much smooth sailing from there and you never know who you could meet. So get out there. Speaking of events to go to, if you are listening to this on September 18th and you live in the Los Angeles area, All My Single Friends is tomorrow night, the 19th at 8.30 p.m. at the Copper Still in East Hollywood. It is my show that I co-host where we introduce single people to each other, interview and coach them on stage. And when you leave, you get to say everyone you are interested in. You also can make friends with other single people. So if you're one of these people who's like, I don't have any single friends, what? What 
a great way to make some. So all my single friends, look us up also on Instagram and at the Copper Still on the 19th at 8.30. I will see you there. I will be there. If you want coaching privately or on the podcast, email us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us, Not Your Therapist Podcast, on Instagram for lots of fun tips and videos. What else? Thank you to Christine Bartolucci. Thank you to Melissa Gruen, my social media producer, my amazing editor and producer, Josiah Thorngate. Oh, and of course, thank you to Ronnie Canes615 on Instagram. Canes615 on Instagram. He is super fun. He lives in Kansas City, Missouri, but I don't know, maybe someone lives out there or makes trips out there, wants to meet a nice guy. Go get them, tigers. Okay, thank you again to all of you for listening and making dating fun. Thank you.